almost call it Brian's Knob. That's worse. Oh, no. <laughs> Brian's Knob Juice. That's the new name of the That's bourbon the right name here. Of the- <laughs> I'm Brian. The Brian's Knob Juice. I'll take other people's juice and make it a little bit better. Come have some Brian Knob Juice. You're listening to Slightly Uncomfortable. Are you ready? (laughs) Welcome to Slightly Uncomfortable. Uh, Tonight we have uh, a two-person show. Yep. And it is uh, Root and myself. Yep. Uh, uh, Lloyd is probably off cleaning something, or cleaning a table. Or most likely. Or, or making some sort of obnoxious noise. Mm-hmm. Shuffling papers. Yeah, and then, of course, there's Alex. And, uh, therefore, we have a two-chair show. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be half-assed. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we all know. We all know where the talent lies. Don't we, though? And Don't the, we? Yeah, exactly. So, um... We have decided to do a, uh, a podcast tonight on what I think is going to be a really interesting topic, uh, of course, because I chose it. Of course you uh, And we're also uh, drinking bourbon this evening. I think we need to do a high-level um, conversation <laughs> well, about... We're continuing to drink bourbon this evening. Oh, my evening. goodness. This uh, is our third bottle. This, this is our, well, our, <laughs> the third bottle we've tried. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, we're alcoholics, but we don't like to brag about it. <laughs> Uh, We're we, professionals. We highly start, trained professionals. We started off this evening with um, just a fantastic offering. Uh, I had a chance to buy a bottle of, or split a bottle with Root. Yep. Uh, I want to remind him he still owes me. He does. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do. But I, I had a chance to, to get a bottle of Weller, Weller 12-year-old, and uh, Root had never had it before. And I've always bragged about it, talked mm-hmm. about it ever since Root and I have known each other. And uh, we cracked the bottle this evening, sat on the front porch, nice pretty breeze, uh, nice evening. And he had his first pour of Weller 12. And, Root, please share with oh him what you think. Oh, my God. That, um, there's a couple of characteristics of, of Weller 12 just blows my mind. Number one, that mouthfeel. You know, the um, that it's by no means caustic. You know, I, I've, I've n- never made any bones about the fact that I like to know. I like to feel that I'm drinking something. And uh, Weller carries with it. A little bit of a, a little bit of a bite, but I don't miss it because the the flavor is amazing. I mean, it uh, uh, James. I, I was thinking at first of, it was like warm vanilla. Yeah. But yeah. but then you mentioned later uh, about the caramel uh-huh. that, that comes in there too. Oh my God, it's and very complex. It is. It and because and, you get and the you sweet gotta wait heat. for it. Yeah. yeah. And then it just coats in the in the wild, and I've I've drank this many times. I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to get my hands on a few bottles uh, at, throughout the years, and I was drinking it before it became the latest craze, before it was yeah. known to be part of the Pappy Van Winkle or Young Pappy Van Winkle. Um, but watching it tonight, we had these uh, taster glasses that were kind of fancy for us. Most of the time we're drinking out of a mason jar, <laughs> right but uh, we had these taster glasses. <laughs> And we set our drink down. Of course, we're drinking it neat. You don't drink this no. type of bourbon any way other than neat. Amen. And we, we set it down there on the on the table, and we watched the legs of it. Now, legs really doesn't mean anything to bourbon. But we watched the legs, and they were perfectly uniform throughout the bottom of that glass. And I told Rune, I said, I've never seen that before. It was just, it was like a piece of art. 
Hmm. And every time we set that glass down long enough, it would do that uniformed legs. It, it, granted, it, they were not sitting down there that long. <laughs> no. We no. were just trying to nurse it. We did not bring <laughs> that bottle down to the bunker. No, no. Because we would have said, fuck the podcast. It, yeah, we're they'd drinking. have found us down here in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we don't need that because I'm calling Big Spoon right now. <laughs> um, oh, you'll never go back to girls, honey. Who, who am I kidding? <laughs> I like to be the little spoon. Uh, but uh, now, right now, we're uh, a buddy of ours, Brian, had uh, donated some some uh, juice for the show, and he took an Knob Creek uh, 100, and he re rebarreled it for for four weeks for a month in a small two and a half gallon barrel. So we'll be sampling that throughout the show, and trying to determine whether we prefer the the Knob Creek 100 or Brian's version, yep. that's a month older in a small barrel. So that's what we're consuming tonight. But what the, the name of the show is. <laughs> because we don't have any of these obsessions or anything. No, 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 no. no, no. We no. are completely lucid at e- all times. Exactly. We in just, control of our faculties. We just spent a half hour talking about bourbon. That doesn't mean we're an alcoholic. Doesn't mean no. we're not. Well. But doesn't mean we are. Of course not. Uh, so we're going to do a show about obsessions slash disorders. Yeah. Uh, because it, I don't know about you, Root, but it seems the older that we get, now in society, people talk more about their obsessions or their disorders far more than they ever would have when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Now, now there's there's a fan club for everything, and and whether whether you know it's it's a medical disorder that is genetic or whatever, you know, diabetes or or anything like the that. Sugar. The sugar, sorry. Yeah, the yes, sugar. Yes. Shout or, out to Lloyd. Yeah. Or uh, him and his diet Pepsi from Penn Station. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That cost twelve dollars. That cost twelve dollars exactly. That made him loopier than our water. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we were we were two thirds of the bottle full, and I thought the man was going to fall out of his oh damn chair. He, we were talking about something serious, and he was behind Root just laughing his ass <laughs> off. It's fantastic. So yeah, so so whether it's a medically diagnosed problem or just a bizarre behavior that otherwise rational people engage in. Um, it seems like a lot of these things are being, uh, what's the word? Um, Sensationalized or? Well, that. and There's a community and, for it. Yeah, and, and welcomed and encouraged. And right, and say you're okay with doing this. Right, you're okay with swallowing razor blades. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now it doesn't mean that we're belittling these disorders. Not, and not the impact. most of them. Not in the impact that they have on people's lives. True. Uh, I think back in the day, you know, when you had some of these disorders, you were labeled crazy. Mm-hmm. You were beaten senseless by your parents. Mm-hmm. Or you committed suicide at 25 because you were weird. You know, so I think in the regard that it is now, yes, we are allowing that that uh, platform to take place. Yep. But hopefully we're also providing tools in which if they choose to, they can they can change these behaviors, right. these disorders, these obsessions. It's just the people that don't suffer repercussions from their their behavior, S- societal or physical. You know, and that, sometimes you don't you don't end up taking. I you know I suffer from ADHD, and I have all of my life. But when I was a kid, that was not anything. That, well, not really ADHD, ADD. Uh, I'm not hyper except inside my mind. Um, that makes him not hyper at all, I guess. Apparently. Well, you can't see know. my hyperactivity. Oh yes, but we I can't, pinball no, that no. some bitch around. James, uh, we can we can see. Can you, okay, yeah, yeah. but um, but you know, as a kid, I was just told to set the fuck down, yeah. and to pay attention. 
And, I mean, I think I suffered a bit scholastically when I did that. Because, that would be academically. Well, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I didn't study that word. I, I was distracted. Oh, I see. But, uh, I mean, I, I, you end up either letting it consume you. Mm-hmm. Or, or you overcome you, it. Or you try to get tools in which to overcome it. And yeah. I learned to sit to the front of the classroom uh, because that way I don't face as many distractions. Mm-hmm. Betty Sue's not sitting over under Daisy Dukes. <laughs> right. Um, though, though if Betty Sue's back here, I'm still thinking about it. I just I ain't watching her. But you, you kind of learn to cope. Uh, but as you get older, I think sometimes these coping mechanisms are challenged by just growing older and the stressors that, that you face. Right. So these are some of those disorders. And we're going to talk about the five most popular obsessions slash dis- disorders. He's already slurring. Man, damn We've had hell. three, three I'm sips I'm going to tell you tonight. what. I'm an articulate son of a bitch. You get, if I smell bourbon. <laughs> He's a lot. I, I sound like a, a, a drooler. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate it. I mean, I can feel it come like that. Damn it. He's, he's got the fat tongue. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I haven't had that much. No, no, we haven't. I think this is still the Red Bull tongue. <laughs> We've... We, we, we had we had the one one full pour. It was a, of it was two ounce pour. You're right, yeah. right, and and just one other sip of, of this knob creek, and that was it. So just get used to it, folks. It doesn't mean I'm drunk. I may just have an allergic reaction. Oh, that's what it, it is. It, it could be a disorder. It could be. It could be. So I'm thinking it might be a result of an obsession. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the top five most. I don't want to say popular, but that's probably the best prominent. Way. Prominent. That's that's a great word. Thank the, you. The top because five I'm the prominent <laughs> disorders, and we're going to talk about five at the end of the show that you may or may not have heard of because of the lack of, of prominence and in that, society. And it, it, that is what we are here for, ladies and gentlemen, to bring out these lesser known but very important issues. Tie worlds together. That's what we do. We're a thousand points of light. <laughs> well, <laughs> quote, quote, at least and, maybe six hundred. Okay. But. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the first. And this surprised me because there was one that I thought that would be the first, and mm-hmm. it's not. But the first is Generalized Anxiety Disorder, which the acronym for that, because Root loves him a fucking acronym, GAD, is GAD. GAD affects over 6.8 million adults, or 3.1% of the U.S. population. Hmm. Yet only 43.2% are receiving treatment. Women are twice as likely to be affected as men. GLAD often occurs with major depression, or GAD, not GLAD. Um, so, that's an, interesting. A, right, anxiety disorder. Now, these are some, some symptoms that are dead, dead, dead. <laughs> slurring of speech. Right. Hives. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that's the poison ivy. No, oh, okay. Um, see, these are some of the symptoms. Thought, the thought of getting through the day alone produces anxiety. Don't know how to stop the worry cycle. Okay, Always worrying. Believe worrying prevents bad things from happening. And struggle with physical symptoms such as stomach aches and headaches. And I think, I know I've seen people that through their anxiety it is manifested in Physical right. ailments. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, you'll see a lot of these obsessions or disorders, They kind of a lot of them will marry together. Mm-hmm. Because you have one, another one 
pops up. So it's almost like a self-defeating prophecy, right? Where one counter, you know, counters another one, and and all that. And I'll I'll be really honest. I I have suffered with an anxiety disorder before. I'm I'm I've never been diagnosed. Oh, there's a lot of things you ain't been. Diagnosed I, I, that's for. true. That's true. But I'm I'm as certain as I can be that I do suffer with. Uh, anxiety from time to time and you know? i think everybody I, I, does that yeah i do too I, I'm, I'm i'm not special in that regard right oh you're special i know yeah i know but not in that regard yeah that's right um but uh the a, a couple of of those characteristics and maybe this is why I've, i haven't been diagnosed with it the notion of worrying wards off bad things from happening but now these are not you have to have them all to be diagnosed with this these are common symptoms yeah it's just like if you're getting diagnosed with a cold you don't have to have every system it's not a checklist you have to have every symptom to to be considered having a cold right because you don't cough doesn't mean you don't have a cold well it, but I, I guess i guess where i'm coming from is is my <clears throat> my mother and and all of her people um they didn't worry you know, if, if uh, I, I cannot ever remember my mother being racked or showing signs of anxiety, anxiety from worry, you know, I've, I was nine years old when her father passed, my grandfather. And if if I was going to be affected by anybody else in the family, it was going to be her during that period. And I don't I don't remember seeing her you know, racked with, with fear or anxiety over what was happening with my grandfather. Now she was one in control. Yeah, absolutely. And she was a health professional. So she knew what was going on. Right. So that may have played a role in it. I don't know. But I mean, to, to this day, I, the people that I work with have heard me say this, you know, we, we can't worry about what we can't control. Right, and if you can't control whatever's happening, you just got to roll with it. Well, I think many of these symptoms we've all had at some point or another. Yeah, yeah. But it's ability to control these symptoms, right, and to put them in their place. Right. Granted, we all worry about yeah. one thing or another. Absolutely. Be it bills, family members, sure, loved ones, whatever. Um, we all uh, have a problem at times getting through our day. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about this being a daily occurrence. Right. Something that you can't shake. I remember I had one time, and, and this was the only time I thought I was going to have like an anxiety attack. I had a bunch of stuff going on, and I just needed to get the fuck out of the office. And that's the only time I ever felt that way. And yeah. that was when I decided to go to the doctor. Because I did not want, I've always been able to maintain. I did not want me to have an event Yeah. that was catastrophic. Well, yeah. Saying something wrong to the wrong person, hurting mm -hmm. someone's feelings that I cannot take back. And I am by nature a very violent guy. It could have gotten it could have gotten much worse Th than that. Things can go very south and then I would get be to that in jail. Point. Right. So I and I had a doctor tell me one time, says, You know what, you've done a good job because the A D D can get you anxious, can get you a lot of different things. You've done a good job at maintaining, but life shouldn't be that hard. Right. Let us give you something to assist with that. <coughs> so And that, that began James's lifelong affair with, with bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> I'm like, Doc, I think I got this. Can, can you get this on my copay? Right. This Weller was only $4.25 right. at the Kroger's. So, uh, GAD 
6.8 million adults, a little over 3% of the U.S. population. Call me curmudgeon here. Oh, I've called you much more than that. Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't be the first time I've been called a curmudgeon. Be the last. I, I have, y'all can call me asshole for this, actually. Wouldn't you know, be the first we, time for that. We either. don't need permission to call you anything. <laughs> but I got to wonder how many, how many of those 6.8 million is, is for show. Because anxiety is a lifestyle anymore. And people freaking out over stupid shit is, well, is and we could the call, cause for the Kardashians and all the We bullshit. could call, call, call any of these obsessions. Well, and, and we could for fly sure. the bullshit flag on, on them too. But, but we, we have to do. And be and, assholes for it. And I think we've created a platform to enable the, the posers to show up. Well, right. And that, that's my point. Exactly. But unfortunately, it's almost like when somebody says, I want to commit suicide. Right. You have to address it as being valid. Yeah. Whether it is or not, because these type of obsessions, if left untouched, can become very problematic not only to the people that are affected by them, yeah, but yeah. to the, the people that they are surrounded by. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, we're seeing stuff like that with the mass shootings, things like that. I think had these things been addressed or these people been vocal about it, or as rude as you've said many times, when the people around them see a change right. in their in their Behavior. temperament. Yeah. You know, an intervention, something like that. I think even though it may not be classic or it may not be in our minds many times genuine, because Root and I were brought up on the same in the same cloth and like straighten your shit up. Yeah. Get better at it. Yeah. You know, stop worrying about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're you're worried about it. Don't worry about it. That kind of stuff. Suck but it at up. the end of the yeah. day, you can't do it. Right. And and I think that's the perspective that we've got to tackle these things from. Yeah. I'll give because you that. we call bullshit on any of this. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm and again, you know, it it maybe some, this this isn't something that that I struggle with all the time. So clearly, it's bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't affect root, then therefore it. it has no validity. <laughs> all right, we see the perspective he's well, coming and, from. And you know, I I think the folks, all twenty five of you listening to the show, at twenty four, I pissed one off. Oh, sorry. Yep, yep, sorry, yep, yep, sorry. Yep, yep. Well, well we don't know what Alex is doing. So, so yeah. he may not even be listening. That's a that's a <laughs> valid point. That's a valid point. So yeah, take my curmudgeonness, please, with a grain of salt. <laughs> we'll just do that as the overall caveat to the show. Yeah, for the entire show. Root just not just this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entire show. All right, now number two in popularity is panic disorder. Yeah. Acronym PD. PD affects six million adults, or two point seven percent of the U.S. population. Again, women are twice as likely to be affected as men. I'm just going to shut up on that one. Well, you know, it, uh, these are statistics that I got off of the, I can't remember the website, but it looked legit. You know, <laughs> Therefore. Didn't, didn't have any girls maybe in your area type fans <laughs> on there. So here's some symptoms of it. It's out of the blue panic attacks. Preoccupation with fear. Dissing themselves from friends. So, hey, 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 I'm just saying, hey, I'm an introvert. I'm paid to be this way. Well, you know, and one of the things that uh, I read was, and we'll go into this a little bit later when we talk about another one, is shyness or introverts does not, this is, those are totally different things than this. Yeah. Because we've got to understand that there are times when we're, we're scared, we're preoccupied Mm -hmm. with fear regardless of whether there's an event coming up at work or a test 
or uh, uh, maybe a, a loved one going in for surgery. Right. That's fear. It, this is the stuff that you can't control. The, there's no cause and effect It's for irrational. It. Yeah, right. In, in your mind, you think there's a cause and effect. Right. But there isn't. Right. So, um, or, 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 or sometimes in your mind, you know there's no reason to be afraid. But you still can't But you've still it. got the trembles and, yep. and, and all that. that this, this is something that I can relate to. Uh, as a child, I would just break out into a panic, hypervent, everything, trembling, couldn't walk, couldn't move, but I didn't know why. Did that happen when we were fishing? No, it did not. And was, there sweat, it. was there sweating involved? <laughs> no, You no, had no. a hard time walking. I did. There was sweating. I think there was some it trembling. It was uneven ground. <laughs> That's what it was. But, I mean, you know, this this is something that, that I really can relate to because and panic attacks come out of nowhere. And you can, once you've dealt with it enough, intellectually, you know that there is no reason for this, and but you're you're still amped, and any sudden movements or anything has you jerky and and reactive, and uh, yeah, it's pretty damn scary shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now this is something that I've never suffered with, so I um, I can't say as though I have a firsthand understanding of this, although I'm familiar with people who ha- who has. Uh, I think there's a big difference for me between an anxiety attack and a panic attack. Yeah. As an anxiety attack is something that you can keep almost under surface, under the, the awareness of the folks around you. But a panic attack... It manifests. Yeah, it, 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 it is outward. Yeah. Um, and um, can be really problematic in the fact that you can be getting something out of the, out of the refrigerator and you get t- struck with a panic attack. Again, no cause and effect. Right. No, no, no stimulus. It should be you should have this reaction to. Yeah, it's just totally out of the blue. Yep. And I've, I've, I know people. I've got close friends that that have this kind of thing, and they will. <clears throat> the first time a, a high school buddy of mine had one of these panic attacks, he thought he was having a heart attack. Exactly. Yes. You know, and and I mean, he called the girlfriend at the time and said, "You got to take me to the ER right now." And so off they go. And no cardiac issue at all. It was just all these chest muscles tensing up. The, the total stressed out of, it's like a full body workout. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, that's number two. Number three, social anxiety disorder. Acronym, appropriately enough, SAD. It's not necessarily SAD. SAD affects 15 million adults or 6.8 of the U.S. population. Just because we don't want to be around the rest of you assholes. Right, I like how you said we. <laughs> SAD is equally common among men as women. Typically be- begins around the age of 13. According to a 2007 ADAA survey, 36% of all people with social anxiety disorder reported experiencing symptoms for more than 10 years before seeking help. Here's some of the common symptoms. Intense anxiety or fear of being judged or rejected in a social or performance situation. Hmm. Performance situation. Mm-hmm. Can't be a porn star. <laughs> People with social anxiety disorder may worry about acting or appearing visibly anxious, such as blushing, stu- stumbling over your words. Really? James. Or maybe slurring. Or I don't slurring. Know. Maybe. I, by the way, guys, get, I don't give a shit. 
uh, it pisses me off. So don't give a shit. If you all heard the fishing podcast, evidently I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> Physical symptoms such as a rapid heart rate, nausea, sweating. Shut up. <laughs> and may, may experience full-blown attacks when confronting a feared situation. It is important to note, and this is one I was speaking about earlier, it's important to note that this disorder is, is not simply shyness. Two different right. things. Um, so the way I kind of see this coming is you're scared to be in around in, in social situations. Yeah. And um, I have experienced some of this. Um, I'm a very outgoing guy by public perception. And one of the reasons was I was desperately shy and introverted when I was up till I was about 13, 14 years old. Um, and I went to the doctor and I had a peptic ulcer. Oh, wow. At 13. And my doctor said, you either start saying what you think or you're going to really have some health issues because you're holding way too much stuff in. I was ultra <laughs> shy. And uh, he's been a fuck bomb in waiting ever yeah, since. Yeah, and my mom, about three years later, going, thanks, doc. <laughs> He's home from school again. He's beat the shit out of somebody. Right. And the next day, somebody beat the shit out of me. Um, but I, I decided, and as many people do, I'm not necessarily outgoing. I'm an outgoing introvert. Is if I initiate the communication, I control it. I'm not relegated to what somebody else starts. I'm not on the defensive at that point. I'm on the offensive. That has been my coping mechanism to get through this. Is I've always taken positions, whether I was a preacher, teacher, coach, tour guide, whatever the case may be, I've always taken positions where I am the one in control of the communication. I can start it, and I can shut that shit down anytime I want to. And that has been my way of, of, of coping with that. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, if I go to a bar, I'm sitting on the outside of the bar. I do not have my, my back to the door. I do not also have my back to the crowd. Right. I cannot have more people behind me than in front of me. No. I, I um, can't do that. If I'm at, a, say, Kings Island, I can prepare myself for that, but I still stay on the fringes. Yeah. So I think I suffer from this. I don't want to say suffer. I think that's a that's a that's that's too aggressive of a term. This is something that I've learned how to cope with. Yeah. And there are times if I am tired, or if I'm otherwise stressed, that these situations can become almost unbearable. I have been in, in the middle of Kroger had, Kroger, had a buggy full of groceries, and somebody bump into my buggy one time too many, and I leave that shit sitting there and I walk out. I can just, you can just kind of feel that environment. And at that point, I'm not scared of judgment. Right. I'm just wanting to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I don't want to be around people. Yeah. And you've heard me say on this podcast many times, I'm not a big fan of white people. Yeah. That can be expanded over to people. Right. I'm a big fan of persons, not people. <laughs> Individuals I love. Crowds I don't. I, I, I hate just about everyone equally. I'm, uh, I, I know you do. I've, I've always been the loner. I'm an only, only child. So um, We both are. Okay, yeah, that's true enough, true enough. Um, so I've always done my own thing. And when it when the school projects, right, where you get teamed up with the other three assholes – Hated those three. I always do the job. I always did it all because it's easier to do that than to a try and convince these fuckers to do it the way it should be done, which is clearly my way, or to just not do anything and don't help. No, I'll do it all. I'll just do it all. I don't want to hear your justification. 
if you think I'm fucking it up, you let me know and we can have the conversation. But if you ain't even willing to do that, go the fuck home. I'm done. You know, and Root and I have learned in the in the period of time that we've known each other that we both go about things totally differently. <laughs> and we let one another do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it seems to have worked har- har- harmoniously. Harmony. Harmony. Boy, you almost got it. I about came close. You did. You about. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this social anxiety disorder, I, w- I would say this number's low on how many people have a tendency, I, a touch of this, you know? I, I, I would like to think so, but it, it might be that it strikes home to me, though. And, and you know... The and maybe it's more common in our area. Because I would almost say that the fear of speaking in front of people may may have a tinge, tendency to be in this, fall underneath this umbrella. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, that, I, that, that might come down to what you said, being able to control the conversation. Yes. And I can... I can stand up in front of however many people and talk about a subject that I know and go for hours. And, we know. And, yeah, we know. Yeah. And have interaction, call out people in the audience, you know, and and have a good time with it. And everybody has a good time with it. Of course they do as far of as you know. Of course they do as far as, yeah. It well, makes the story better. Well, no, they absolutely have a good time with it because they don't, I'm going to kick their ass. So, no. no, no. I will kill them. <laughs> Okay, so I boarded the doors closed. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, I, for, for me as an introvert, when I get in those kinds of crowded environments, if I willingly subject myself to a concert for a band that I love, right? I saw Blues Traveler here in Frankfurt in the fall, uh, maybe last year. But uh, love Blues Traveler, had a great time. But when I bought the tickets... I've had two requirements, on the edge or in the back, because there's not a bad seat in the grand. Right. So it was either going to be on the edge or in the back. My wife understands this. We don't know that she exists. Yeah, she does. I think there was a broom sitting next to him (laughs) with a wig on it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like Wilson. (laughs) Wilson. (laughs) To bring a basketball. No. Volleyball. Yeah. But I, I know exactly what you mean, and yeah. it's it's knowing your limitations or well, your your triggers. It, it it's not even that. It, it, For me, it is. If, if, after a psychoanalysis, that may be what the shrink says. Okay, from my perspective, when I'm in those environments, is I don't trust other people, and if shit goes south, I want a way out. And for me. I would agree with both of what you said, but my primary concern is I don't trust me. If some some bitch bumps into me a couple of times, it's on. Yeah, he's in my space, and this is my space, and I know that. And I, I've even been bouncers and bars before, but again, every position I've ever taken has been me in control, mm-hmm. and everybody has to be relegated to my stimulus. I do not have to deal with their shit. Right. I can remove them or remove myself. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I'm pretty much in the same boat. I choose to remove myself more often than not. And the the uh, several times, I guess, where I had to remove other people, it got ugly quick. Yeah. And, you know, shit happens. Yeah. You know, the times I've had to remove other people, I've been very fortunate in my life. I think they can look in my eye and know that there's something behind here you don't want to meet. And they normally conform to whatever I'm asking them to do. Um, knock on wood. Or, That's plastic. Or, well, there's no wood down here. 
<laughs> knock on naughty Don't pie. knock on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to be here today. <laughs> All right, so we're on number four. Okay, here and we go. This is the biggest surprise to me of anything, because when I was thinking about disorders, this is the one that I thought would be number one. Okay, obsessive compulsive disorder. It's one that everybody hears of. Right. You know, OCD. I'm a little OCD about this. I'm a little OCD right. about that. Well, here's the the stats. OCD affects 2.2 million adults, or one percent of the United States population. OCD is equally common among men and women. The average age of onset is 19, with 25% of cases occurring by age of 14. Wow. One-third of the affected adults first experience symptoms in childhood. This is the symptoms. Obsessions are intrusive and unwanted. That's a big caveat there. That's an underline. Intrusive and unwanted. Images or urges that cause distress or anxiety. Concerns about contamination, cleanliness, aggressive impulses, or the need for symmetry. Mm. Now, I have a story. Uh Uh-oh. No. What? I think I would always say that this tinges more on ADD than obsessive compulsive. However, it does fit this criteria. I was married to my second wife. We lived in an old 1800s farmhouse. And we had one bathroom. Now, when you're a newly married couple and you have one bathroom, you get to know your beloved on a whole different <laughs> level. So it was one morning. It was a very small bathroom, too. I mean, this was a bathroom that was added on because there was an, there was an outhouse out back. I mean, this is how the house is. Yeah. Very cool, just space to live in. Very cool. So I'm sitting on the commode because I'm a squatter. I'm a squatter. I mean, I, I, if you see me sitting on a commode, could be pooping, maybe peeing. We don't know. I like to sit down. And he's going to take for fucking ever I, I while will. he's doing I will. It. I will. Uh, so I'm sitting there doing my morning constitutional. I, I knew I had to pee. Could end up in the poop. We don't know because I'm going to wait it out. <laughs> so Anybody who takes reading material to the bathroom, come on. So my ex is standing at the, the sink. Naked. She has she had a fantastic onion. So I was I was in I was enjoying my constitution. And like anybody, she's oh. not a freak or anything, but like anybody, they have a little peach fuzz. Ladies have a little peach fuzz on the rear end. Oh yeah. So I'm seeing that glistening in the morning light. And this is one of my I have two stories about her. I reach up and pull that hair. And she slaps the shit right out of piss out of me. <laughs> She just smacks, uh, she, she, oh, Lord Jesus, she smacked me hard. <laughs> that country girl just laid me open. And I'm like, what the hell? She goes, why would you pull that here? It's the morning. I'm like, well, it was there. <laughs> right. So that's one of them. And the same lady that we were dating at this point, so she knew, she knew what she was getting into. It, we were dating at this point. She's laying on the couch in my, in my apartment, downtown Frankfurt, and she has socks on. And she has her, she's laying on her stomach with her feet up. Mm-hmm. Like her, her feet are kind of hovering up there. And I'm going around lighting candles in the apartment because I was a single male and candles help to get rid of that odor we don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> right. 
So um, this is before the, the, the candle warmers and the, the, the diffusers and all that stuff I use now. So I'm going around lighting candles, and I'm like, I'll give her a hot foot. Oh, So dude. I took this candle lighter. You did not. And I'm like, I'm going to just run it over her foot and just kind of give her a hot foot. Little did I know that socks are combustible. <laughs> My God. And I'm, I'm running it like this, and I hear, <laughs> and I have lit her foot on fire. And <laughs> oh my God, you did not. And I tamper it out. I mean, she didn't get burned or anything, but she looked at me. She goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Pyro fucking maniac. So, so I love fire, uh, but fire, fire. but I have had I've had those type of compulsions for, yeah, for a long time. But I don't think that's that's not this. That's no, just being an asshole. No, I think I think it's ADD because ADD part of its thing is. Yeah. Is you react without you act without thinking. Yeah. You don't think of consequences. You say this will be fun and you do it. Right. And then you learn that that was a bad decision. <laughs> Setting your girlfriend's feet on fire. Yeah. Typically a bad call. And she married me anyway. And again, there should be no only surprises. to get her ass hair pulled. <laughs> Damn, she hits like she kicks like a mule. But um, I've done a lot of crazy shit, man. I have never done that one. You're welcome. Yeah, that's and, me. You know, that's the reason you hang out with me is you don't feel quite as crazy that's, when you go home. That's a fact. Because a fact. I'm there. I feel damn near normal. <laughs> Between Lloyd and I and Alex, you don't feel quite as crazy. So um, Ain't that the truth. OCD. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've seen it in your nerd world. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, um, and I think everybody has a touch of it. To, to right, a degree. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have a touch of it? Oh, you've seen my office. Well, that ain't. That, cleanliness isn't a factor. But uh, order is. Well, you know where shit is. Do I? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Of course I do. But uh, I, if you had to pick out in your life where it. Yes, I, I, I think I could be. Um, I think I do have a touch of it in there. But it, it's not in any place that anybody's going to see it out in the social world. My, my compulsion is, God, God help me. Nobody, nobody listening to this is going to understand it. We're all friends. File naming. What? File naming. Oh, I, you on, know, I've on, seen on it. On a computer. Yeah, J- but, but James has absolutely seen it. The way this podcast works is I've got the computer in front of me. No matter how, how much Root makes fun of it. It is my computer, and it's in front of me. It, it, it's a so hundred and twenty dollar Walmart special at the on end Black of, Friday. At the end of the show, I end up converting it and dumping it into our G drive, so yeah. he can then go in there and edit it. And he always wants me to name it with date and some sort of military code, and there's a barcode <laughs> involved there. And I will name it some of the stupidest ass stuff. He does. I'll he, say extra shit. Yeah. And he'll say, "Well, put the date on." I'm like, "Today." <laughs> And he puts spaces. He puts spaces in file names. It drives me insane. <laughs> and that's the reason I do it. It's like walking into one of these people that have an OCD and you move their pen. Yeah. And yeah. just watch them lose their damn mind because their pen's been moved. I think one of my things is um, cleanliness and contamination. I think that is something that I will wrestle with because just going out to eat, I have to I have to put my my mind away from what I could th- possibly be oh, yeah. consuming. Uh, the, the worst place for me to go is a hotel. Oh, yeah. Even though <coughs> even though I really enjoy traveling, uh, I really have a hard time with hotels because I'm fully aware of the, the behavior that takes place in the hotel 
and also <laughs> the lack of cleanliness of flipping said behavior over. Yeah. You know, I mean, the comforters rarely ever get washed, and, you know, bed bugs, and all Mattresses that's... don't get replaced. Exactly, you know, so, uh, and, and every, why there are fabric chairs and sofas in these damn hotel rooms. There yeah. is something called pleather. It's <laughs> not expensive. Buy that shit for these hotel rooms. I, 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 took, a, I took a business trip to uh, someplace out west and had some friends nearby. Right, so so I concluded the business trip, left the uh, the business vehicle at the site, and I'd figured out I'd worked all the magic to get back in so I could get to it, and had a friend take me to a rental place so I could drive further out west to uh, take care of some you know hang out with some buddies. He's running drugs. It, it was actually guns. It was, <laughs> I was actually delivering a couple of Mosin to One guns. One hand scratches the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least it didn't cross state lines this time. Okay, I, this I, time. I, yeah. This time, yeah. It was a first. So um, I spent the night at, uh, at, this, <laughs> at this hotel in God's own Paducah, Kentucky. How many hotels have you ever walked into that had hardwood floors? And it, it made me wonder what the hell went on in here. Although it's, I'll tell you what, I'd like it better in carpet because ain't nothing soaked in them hardwood floors. That's they can true. mop that, that shit. I, I was, I mean, you know, I, it was just me traveling, so I didn't care if it was murder hotel. I didn't care. I, I had, I had four Mosin the Gaunts and a couple of sidearms with me. Yeah, but that jism that you're sleeping on with your head first, it does not. That, that those guns were not going to. I've slept in worse, I think. Oh, we don't need to cover that. That part wasn't the concern. The concern was people trying to come in and find my drugs. (laughs) And your guts. I think of all the ones we're going to talk about, I think people are more familiar with OCD. I think so. Because I think it's highlighted more on television. Mm -hmm. Monk. It's, it's, yeah, Monk, it's got the, um, um, oh, shit, what was his, um, the office. Uh, oh, um, Milton Office Space. You're thinking? Well, not not that one. I'm thinking about the TV show Office. Never saw it. Oh, it's 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 oh, it's really good. I don't watch but, TV. Um, several most most TV shows will have somebody that has a touch of this here or there, and I think we all have things that we're very particular about. Yeah. And I, I'll notice in my house. My house may not be the cleanest place, but I'll know that pillow is right where it needs to be. <laughs> right. You know because and I think one of the reasons that people gravitate more toward OCD is as you get older you lose more and more control of your daily life mm-hmm. you're more subjected to other people's decisions if you allow it yeah. right right or just banks you know bills things like that you really start losing control so I remember I got uh, I was injured tore my Achilles tendon and I was not weight bearing for 10 weeks and I was sitting there and I could not get up and that one picture on the wall that was slightly crooked drove me crazy. So, I mean, I think everybody's got a tendency to fixate on mm-hmm. things that really don't have any rational sure, reason sure, for sure, sure. Yeah. So I think uh, we don't really need to go into that any further because I really think that everybody knows about that one. Yeah, yeah. But um, just just for for the people who watch Monk and they think, they think that behavior is funny to look at, and uh, it was sensationalized, I think, in, in his show, although some of the people who who suffer from it greatly are that and worse. Um, just imagine for a minute having to have everything a certain way, having to touch painful. certain things all the time. And you'll see repetitive measures, yeah. like where you have to check a door five times. Yeah. 
-hmm. you know, you'll you'll have to go and check a window. You know, I've I've seen people that have had to do that, and it's and and they know they know it's obsessive, right? But they cannot rest, right, until it's done, right? And then they they can't rest again until it's done. Well, it's the same thing when you go in there and touch their pen, right? That pen was in its place for a reason. Yeah, and there's probably 45 different things they have to do now to get that pen right back where it needs to be. Right. And they can't stop it. They know it's ridiculous. They're embarrassed because they have to go through all this. And you'll be able to see somebody when you do something that that exceeds their their obsessive compulsion. They can't focus now on what you're talking about. Right. They, they have to address that as they're just wanting to get you out of the room mm-hmm. so that can be addressed right. before they can move on with their day. And yeah. it's... I think it's at times crippling. Absolutely. And it, 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 there are so many hours of their day that is, I don't want to say wasted, but is... is consumed. Uh, yeah, consumed by that, that behavior. Now, this is going to be the last one we're going to do. And I think this is going to hit closer to, to Root, and given his background. <laughs> um, and this is post-traumatic stress disorder. Ah. PTSD. I think we're all relatively familiar with this one as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, PTSD affects 7.7 million adults or 3.5% of the United States population. Women, oddly enough, are more affected, likely to be affected this by men than men. Rape is the most likely trigger of PTSD. 65% of men and 45.9% of women who are raped will develop this disorder. Childhood sexual abuse is a strong predictor of a lifetime or likelihood of de- developing PTSD. Hmm. People have experienced or witnessed a natural disaster, serious accident, terrorist incident, sudden death of a loved one, war, violent personal assault such as rape or other life-threatening events are highly susceptible. Yep. Research has recently showed that PTSD among military personnel may be a physical brain injury, specifically a damage to tissue caused by blasts during combat. Systems can cause problems with trust, closeness, communication, and problem solving, which may affect the way the survivor acts with others. Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 got, I've got all kinds of friends <laughs> that, that have been diagnosed with uh, PTSD. 90% of those are from uh, military experience or law enforcement or fire department service, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, to, it, it, it's interesting particularly the folks that I'm really close with hang, hanging out with with other guys of like mind and just telling literal war stories and everybody's cutting up everybody's you know because we're dark and we're twisted that's one of the coping mechanisms of this right. shit and so everybody's cutting up everybody's in, enjoying the storytelling and then inevitably we the conversation turns to, well, how are you doing now? It's almost an expectation that that we're still dealing with this in one one way, shape, or another. Um, I was I was never fired at in anger. I never left the continental United States. Um, CODIS. Co- CONUS. 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 He said that in one of the earlier podcasts. Yeah, he I've had trying no to idea. Right. <laughs> I thought he said coitus. <laughs> I'm like, why wouldn't you want coitus? <laughs> What the fuck's wrong with you? But the uh, the PTSD is 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 a peculiar thing that it affects everybody a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the the more I don't know unique stories I've had is I was in a training in Devil's not Devil's Hollow shit Del Hollow 
Lake, Kentucky, which is a good piece away from Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. And um, I was with a group of people, and their training session on the last day was going to last longer than mine because of the classes that we chose. So I had about three hours I was going to have to wait on these people. And one of the ladies that was in my trainings uh, was leaving at the same was leaving then, and she goes, "Would you like to ride with me? I'm going back to Frankfurt. Would you like to ride with me?" And I'm like, well, "Sure." And we had not really taught that whole much, but we we had connected throughout the training and such, and she seemed perfectly nice. And we got her little VW Beetle, one of the newer ones, a yellow one, which fit her because you know she was a small little spunky lady. And we're driving up through God's country, mm -hmm. and uh, she goes, "Well, this is a big day for me," and I'm like, "Why is that?" And she said, well, you're the first man that I've ever allowed to ride in my car since my event. And I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, can we get us a drink? I'm going to just drop off here at the gas station. Um, I um, see Billy Bob with his hog farm. Why don't I just stay and uh, go visit? I think I'm perfectly fine walking from here. <laughs> right. Um, but um, I could tell she was very sincere, and I wanted to hear her out. And uh, she said at a convention, uh, like five years earlier, she was staying at a hotel in Louisville, and she went back to her room, and a man pushed her in and raped her in her own room. And she ended up, um, uh, they ended up finding him. Great. And she attended his trial, where she was put on trial as well. Absolutely. And all the time. Um, uh, he was convicted, and she has since went back to every probation hearing since then. Good honor. And that um, balls. And she said, it, you know, it's a quite a step for me to be to allow myself to be alone with a man. In a situation where I could become vulnerable, <laughs> she said, "I really appreciate you riding with me." And I mean, I could not have more mad respect for a, right. a, a lady that would voluntarily yeah, put herself that. back in that situation. Well, and then tell in it a, at a conference. Yeah, and then tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that woman's got bigger balls than both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe just you. Well, you know. <laughs> I've got one slightly larger than the – oh, and, and we won't get into that. There's, there's really no reason to cover that. But, um, but to see that firsthand yeah. and to see the difficulty in coping with that, and I'm very fortunate in the fact that I've not had an event in my life that has caused me to have those type of feelings. And anybody that's listening that is in my same situation, count yourself fortunate. Uh, well, and, and one thing else that I've learned over the years is you just never know. It, it doesn't – you know, the, the the media and the stories and the movies and all that would, would have us believe that it has to be some major, massive, traumatic event. Um, it could just be traumatic to you. Right. It right. really not make any sense to anyone else is why it's affecting you this right. way. Um, a death of a parent, a sibling, mm -hmm. a child. And, and You know, um, e that kind of stuff. Even, I've, I've got a buddy who, uh, who, was on a, a guard rotation. This is in Afghanistan, right? And his guard rotation had, had cycled off. The next guard rotation is up. And basically, they just take a, take a ride around a given route. And he came off a guard rotation, filled in for another guy who, for whatever, they just swapped. They just needed a guy in this spot. So, because of that, it made him miss his next rotation with his normal crew. Well, that next crew had somebody else fill in for that guy's spot, and that's kind of normal. But at, on that route, they were ambushed, and, and three of the five in this particular outfit were killed. And 
the guilt associated with that. Yep. Yeah. It the um, dude finished his tour, you know, and came home, and he started having trouble of, you know, relating with with people, and a, a lot of the symptoms started to manifest and and he understood what those symptoms were but he couldn't put it together and until he talked with a, a private shrink and that's what that's when it all started to come together for him so it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be the battle of fallujah well or something that you've seen it may just be internal feelings that you have yeah <clears throat> be it of guilt responsibility whatever the case may be right and it's haunting i mean it's that's just, it yeah. And, and uh, um, you know, I could have went in while I was doing my research to find out possible treatments for these ailments or these conditions. I chose not to uh, yeah. because, uh, obviously, therapy, obviously, there's probably some medication that will help deaden some of those feelings. But I think of all the ones we've spoke about, I think the PTSD is something that, you know, you can't control what you wake up in the nightmare thinking about. Right. You know, the visions that you see. And and, and, uh, and I think that's one of the things that we really need to be cognizant of. Uh, because, you know, a lot of these you can call bullshit on, as, as you mentioned earlier. Right. This isn't one of those. Because nobody's going to wish this. Nobody's going to do this for attention. You might be surprised. Well, but, I mean, within normal social circles. It, it's, I mean, if you're in a military community and everybody yeah. else is talking about PTSD, you may make up some shit to, get to, to, yeah. to be part of the club. That's going to happen. But I'm talking about overall. You know, with hum- humanity, you're not going to see that a whole lot. Because, you shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think this is something that, um, and if, it's one of the sadder ones if, if to me because there has been a tragedy. There has been an event. There right. has been a situation to where most of the time I can look at those when they're explained to me and go, anybody would have an issue with that. Yeah. This is not on you. Well, and, and, the, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, the... <laughs> three guys riding in a hum five, four guys riding in a humvee right afghanistan iraq wherever and the ied goes off the two guys in the front lo- lose both their legs um everybody gets carried back everybody survives the you know all the medical stuff's taken care of only one of them come out of that with with any kind of ptsd symptoms well, so I, it's so hit and miss, and everybody reacts to these things differently. But I mean, there are you know some people have are more s- sensitive to different things than other people. And, I mean, it's just the way we're we're made up in church genetics. Yeah, it, and I and, mean, I cry over TV. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, I you cried t- over the Weller earlier. Tonight. I did. I was, teared up a little bit. I teared yeah, up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. You know, because that's just who I am. I'm an emotional guy. Uh, my dad does the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I get it honestly. Sure. Yeah, I used to struggle with the embarrassment of that, but now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, embrace it. It, it is, it is. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and I don't get a chance to have that many moments. I'm going to enjoy those ones I do. Right. I'm not going to be embarrassed. Yeah, I appreciate them. Yeah. I, I, I want to say one thing to the 20, are we down to 22 yet? I think we pissed anybody well, I else I think off? I saw somebody drop off. Okay. So we may be in the teens now. Okay. I don't know. All right. So all 12 of you listening right now, um, if, if you know somebody, or if you are, if you think you might have this kind of PTSD issue or suffer from any of these things, um, a don't let it get the best of you. You know, go find the help that you need. Particularly, but uh, the PTSD thing is a little bit close to home for me. 
Sure. Reach out to somebody. Re- well, you reach know what? out. And honestly, if, if for any of these disorders. Absolutely. Go on our webpage. Go on our Facebook. You know, slightlyuncomfortable.com or go on our Facebook page. And if you need help, reach out to us and we'll get you a phone number. We'll, we'll find something. We'll find you a community. We'll get yeah. you a phone number. Yeah. We'll get you something that will help you know that, number one, you're not alone. Right. And what you're, what, what you're feeling is not unique just to you. That's right. Uh, because a, a lot of times when you can open up the world and, and people can realize that there are more than just them. Yeah. Because, you, you know, a lot of times when you're in any of these, you think you're an anomaly. Right. You think you're weird. You think you're, you're, you're scarred mm-hmm. and nobody else can understand what you're going through when there are 3.4 million people out there with the same damn condition right. you have. Exactly. And, and, and you're a computer keystroke key away from getting to know those folks and be able to, to, to gain strength through their challenges as well yeah. as yours. And the, the military community has, has its own issues here because if... if but also rape victims. Right. I mean, the, the solidarity that you find in people that have shared experiences that are traumatic is hugely impacted Absolutely. on the recovery process. Yeah. It's the same as Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the same as Narcotics Anonymous. You're getting together to find support and strength within the numbers that, that the, you know. The, the, not to belittle the other communities, but, um, again, the military community is a little bit close to home. The, when one of our folks starts uh, getting in that dark place, and they're told to call, you know, go to the hospital and have a conversation with somebody. Well, that puts a name on a record, and then the cops will start looking at them, you know. Especially today. Yeah, yeah. There are, uh, there are resources out there, one of which is an organization I volunteered with for a couple of years. It's called Battle in Distress. They're on Facebook. Look them up. If, if you start having these issues, reach out to them via Messenger or a post at Battle in Distress on Facebook. Um, they, they're not going to report you to the VA. They're not going to call the local cops. The people who volunteer there who are counselors, they have been where you are. You know, they're, they're retired vets. They're families of vet members. They are trained to deal with exactly what you're dealing with. And, and that's, that's the thing is if you don't have know where the resources are, reach out to us because yeah. we may not know a lot, but I definitely know how to research shit. That he does. And, that he and, does. and, 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 I, will, and I will find out a, a number, a place, a, a person. A safe way for you to get the help that yeah, you need. Yeah, not to where we're going to put you on blast or anything no. like that. So, uh, no. um Please, I mean, if, if you get anything from this podcast, if you're suffering from any of these, or you just think you have a family member that may be, yeah. reach out to us. We're not professionals. We're not trained yeah. at this. But we can find them. Uh, we yeah, can find I, them. What, what I'm really good at is bourbon. But if you reach out to one of us, we're going to find a way to, to help you yeah, out. Absolutely. And if nothing else, you've got somebody in your corner. Yeah. So now, going to, from that serious stuff. Dark yeah. stuff. Let's to, lighten it up. To the lesser known disorders. Uh-oh. And I'm going to go and say on the bourbon. All right, by can, the, can we have a halftime? Let's have a halftime. Halftime. Because because you're not drinking. I know because I was waiting to clear my palate so that we could get to halftime so I could try Brian's juice. Well, I'm glad you're waiting because there's more for me. <laughs> I've already seen you go through it about four times. No, so. I'm, I'm going to be honest. We've, we've got the Knob Creek, and then we have the Brian version of Knob Creek. Right. Brian Creek. Yeah, I'm going to say, Brian, you nailed it, buddy. I said, I, I really prefer that. Now, go ahead and take you another yep, yep, sip, yep. I, I prefer his much more than the Knob Creek. Uh, to me, it's just easier to drink. Because honestly, with Knob Creek, normally I put an ice cube in it. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not doing that this evening because I want a true comparison. Right. Uh, I think the Knob Creek's aggressive. I think it, it. I don't think it ever mellows out, and I find Brian's very enjoyable. You know, on on a on a clean palate. Um, I do too. Yeah, it's really good. The, now, now go and try that other Knob Creek. Try the original, and just watch what it does. Now, just watch what it does. I know what it's going to do. <laughs> I don't know that you do because you've already had your palate acclimated to the brine. I don't want to say brine juice. That's creepy. <laughs> well, I almost call it Brian's Knob. That's worse. Oh, no. <laughs> Brian's Knob Juice. That's the new name of the That's bourbon the right here. Hello, <laughs> I'm Brian. The Brian's Knob Juice. I take other people's juice and make it a little bit better. Come have some Brian Knob Juice. Gotta come up with a label and put it on that bottle. That may be our second sponsor. I think it is. Brian's Knob Juice. Oh, that's beautiful. Speaking of sponsors. <laughs> oh, yes. We have our first and only sponsor. Which, that's, okay, before we get there. Oh, hang on, Mike. Woo! I'm right. It, 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 it assaults you. Yeah, yeah. Com, com, comparing the Knob Creek 100 to Brian's to, Knob Juice. To Brian's Knob Juice. Um, Taking it that quickly together, yes, and and I'm a huge fan of Knob Creek. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Knob Creek, but that is brutal comparatively. Comparatively, yes. Oh my God, man! That 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 four weeks in that barrel really calmed it. It right does. Now. It does. It does. And 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 I, I think the harshness of Knob Creek covers up some of the flavors that that extra month in the barrel. Yeah, that, that's a fair out. point. That's a fair point. Because I'm, I'm now it makes me want to go buy one of them little two and a half gallon barrels and, and experiment. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Man, that that knob creek though will put some hair on your chest. Ooh, speaking of hair, <laughs> now Mike will not cut your chest hair. I'm no, asked. No, oh, yeah, I bet well, you have. I only have four, so <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. But he kind of wigged out about it. Yeah, well, so he's uh, kind of sensitive about that. Mike, he's a family the, man. At the Plaza Barbershop, Frankfort, Kentucky, in the Save a Lot parking lot, is a, an amazing barber. I mean, I'm getting ready to go see him this week. Now, I think I'm going to have to as well. I, I, uh, we I'll, should make it a couple's day. Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, I went to see him on Friday of last week, which was the Friday prior to Father's Day, which I should have known it was going to be a busy day. I had a challenging schedule, and but there were people literally lined up Out just for Mike's chair. Oh yeah, just for Mike's chair, and he was doing a, a, a little boy. And, it, it, you know, and, and beautiful that, haircut. That could not be any creepier. Well, he was doing a little he, We're talking about cutting hair. God damn it, get off the dark web, fuck. He was cutting a little boy's hair. Then he cut his daddy's hair. Then another, and I'm like, I, I, I waved at him. Mm-hmm. This is how good Mike is. I waved at him. I said, man, I'm going to have to catch you another day. I got I got to get somewhere. He goes, I'm sorry, man. He, he looked like yeah. he was generally upset. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. You're making money, man. And he said, but I'm open tomorrow at 8 a.m. You know, if you want to come back, I'm open at 8 a.m. And I'm like, don't worry about it, man. You're good. You're good. Have a good weekend. So um, when you find somebody that takes that kind of passion in what it is that they mm-hmm. do and the service they provide, uh, and he will not hurry up. Like, I'll get in the – sometimes I get my beard taken care of. Sometimes I don't. And I'll get in the chair, and I'm like, all right, we're going to take care of the hair and the beard. And he will not hurry. Right. He takes his time. And I think you see that in the product. And mm-hmm. most most old – when I've got my, my hair cut before, I look for old men. Right. Because they're the ones that still take true pride in their craft. Well, we found a young man that does it. He this does. Time. I mean, he's younger yeah. than us. And, yeah. And we, you know, we, we make light of Mike's Barbershop. No, I'm sorry, Plaza Barbershop. Mike, 
They're in the state of Love Park in Love Kentucky. We make light of it because he's a funny guy and he loves this shit. Yeah. I know when I send him the shows, he absolutely loves it. Because I thought a couple times, yeah, we're going to lose him on that. <laughs> we take certain liberties. We do. We do. <laughs> and that's what he said, though, when, we, when he wanted to do this spot. I said, would you like to write out a spot that, for us to do? He goes, no, man, I love your show. Just go and do it the way you do it. Do, uh, do, you, do, do this the way you do your show. You're sure about this. Yeah, I, I asked him. <laughs> and the last time I was in there, he still shook my hand. So, <laughs> so if you have a haircut need. Any kind of haircut Although need. I did find out. Except apparently for chest hair. Does not, I, cut, does not cut women's hair. He does not. He does not cut women's hair. I wonder why that is. Because he's a family man. Well, he's a family man. He's not going to be tempted by the beautiful hair. See, there you lady. go. That's it. Right and there. also he says they're too damn particular. <laughs> And who could argue that? <laughs> so, so, ladies, you may have to find another person. Yep. There, uh, there's from, a young lady up there at the Plaza Barbershop. There's two. Yeah. Yeah, there's two. Uh, I think young's a stretch. But well, <laughs> depends on your age, I guess. Everybody's never met a person. I just saw the women's names up there, and I figured they can't be as old as I am. So. Oh, that's cute. Uh, but <laughs> please go see Mike at the Plaza Barbershop. Where's that Kentucky, again? In, in the Save-A-Lot parking lot. In the Save-A-Lot parking lot. Uh, parking lot synonymous with fine establishments. Uh, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, so going back to our disorders. Yes, yes. The, the Not our disorders. Well. Common disorders. With, which we may or may not dabble in from All time to time. Yeah. Every one of them. So these are the odd disorders. Maybe the disorders you've not heard of. Maybe the ones that are a little bit more off the beaten path. Maybe the ones you just don't want to talk about. Here's the first one. I'm going to mess up some of these names because they're unique. And you can't say shit with a mouthful right now. Well, I can't. I can't. The first one is Codart's Syndrome. Root, have you ever heard of <laughs> He was drinking some of Brian's Knob Juice. <laughs> Brian's Knob Juice is not going to be well coming out my nose. <laughs> Oh, my God. Why don't you try that one again? It's Cotart. Cot- <laughs> or Why don't you try spelling it, or Franklin Cot- County boy? Cotart. It's C-O-T-A-R-D-S. It's Cotarts. I think that's Cotarts. I'm, I'm from the mountains. I'm from the hills. No, You're from the mountains. You ain't even from the hills. You're from the river. You're a river rat. No, I am not a river rat, fucker. I'm a flyer. Where did... You're a river rat. I'm a country... I'm Franklin County. Frankfurt High's river rats, fucker. We drove the pickup trucks. They drove whatever they could fucking steal. <laughs> you don't call me no damn river rat. I ain't from here, so I'm sorry I stepped in it. Go. Cotard syndrome. What is Cotard syndrome? This disorder makes people think that they're dead. They think that he... I felt that way. He or she is dead. Dead. Counterintuitively, in more than half of the cases, these patients also think they are immortal. <laughs> so, so me at 18. <laughs> Treatment for these conditions can include antidepressants, antipsychotic drugs, or electroconvulsive therapy. Oh, my God. So, to sum it up, they're the walking dead. Uh, yeah, but, but, but with the superiority complex. Yes. Because they're also immortal. Yeah. Oh, my jeez. What? Cotart. Dead. Yeah. But, I've never known anybody that had that. Well, but why would they announce themselves? Well, it's very rare. I should hope so. Well, I don't think they're big enough announcements. They're probably just kind of, they, they catch people that running like Jason did. You well, know? They, they, they probably think they're all Highlanders or shit. I don't they, know. I don't you know, know, carrying around swords. Waiting but that, to that's rather, an, you know, a superiority complex that I'm dead, but I'm immortal. So it's kind of like a Dracula type thing, right? Hmm. When Dracula I suppose. was dead, but also immortal. Which, I don't know. 
you know what what amazes me this this is a bit of a of a a, a tangent why do women oh, and God. i'm gonna say i'm gonna use all y'all in this one Uh-oh. all right all women that i have ever known think that vampires are sexy mm-hmm. why That's what the true. fuck i don't get that are either. you into necrophilia the fuckers are dead mm-hmm. they can't even go out there today well, they can't go to the crow well that movie. depends on which movie you're watching well, the, the good movies, the Bela Lugosi. <laughs> the originals. I ain't doing no damn Tom Cruise, all right? Ain't going to be no, what was the one with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. I ain't doing that. Yeah. I ain't doing that. But um, I don't understand their fixation with vampires. Yeah, I guess romantic- it's the seductive thing, but that's also just how they're portrayed. You know, you look at uh, um, the, under, un, what was it, Underworld? The Kate Beckinsale series of movies with the lichens, with the werewolves and the dance. With the Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman was there as a werewolf killer? Wait, really? I thought that was before Hugh Jackman's time huh. in movies. But Kate and, Beckinsale is not that much older than Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's older than Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, but I, I, I don't remember him in anything. I remember her in everything. I bet you do. <laughs> oh, she is a fine-looking specimen of a lady. A fine actress. Woo. Fine actress. Thespian. Uh, that, that's the word we'll use. <laughs> I, I can't say regular words, but by then I can <laughs> shout out thespian. But uh, sometimes the the vampires are portrayed as these hideous monsters, you know. Um, the original one, the... Um, well, I, that's the... That wasn't... Yeah, well, the, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that was... That's a disorder, Lugosi. I think. No, no. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. I grew up on Bella Lugosi. Uh, I thought he played the no, first he vampire. Was, he, he, well, he did, but I mean, the one that was almost disfigured, and I cannot remember which one that was. Anyway, I think we're, we're going off on a tangent that we don't know what we're talking about. Rabbit trails. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Cotard syndrome. Oh, my goodness. You kind of think you're dead. Next one. Mirror touch. I can't say this word. S-Y-N-A-E-stesia. Synesthesia. A rare condition which causes individuals to experience a similar sensation in the same part of the body, such as touch, as another person feels. For example, if someone with this condition were to observe someone touching their cheek, they would feel like the same sensation on their own cheek. That many times must be pe- very frustrating. Many times when people have this condition, if someone was getting hugged and they would see them, they would feel like they two were getting hugged. I bet they don't watch much porn or maybe they watch a lot I would of like porn. To watch, I would always watch porn. <laughs> always. My God, porn would mean so much more to me then. What you don't want to watch is boxing. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. You don't want to watch that. Or, or Friday the 13th. You don't, any version. You don't want to watch that. Halloween's probably not in. I would just end up being at like flower shops and... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, parades, and, and I, don't, I don't know. I mean, but that would have to be. Horrid. I just, I get, you know. But I don't, this is so obscure, they ain't faking this shit. Well, they can't. No, I mean, but I mean, this is, again, we don't judge. I'm kind of judging. You can't judge here. I can, we, because we, we, that's just weird. Come on. It is weird. It it's is not weird. It's not Two quite as weird. Two guys in the basement as... drinking bourbon on a, on a Wednesday is kind of odd, too. Just saying. No, it's not. That's normal for me. <laughs> for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now help me help me say this word. C A P Cap G R A S Capgras. 
Capgras? Maybe Copgras. No, it ain't no O in it. It's A or A. Capgras? Capgras. Delusion. Is a psychiatric disorder which a person holds a delusion that a friend or spouse or parent or other close family member or even pet has been replaced by an identical imposter that is out to harm them. I think that's called schizophrenia in any real world. It, it, it can be. A lot of these can be lumped into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very, umbra, a very much a number. Of it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, could you imagine? And they say that this can come on all of a sudden. This is not something that you get from birth. You can have been in a 15-year marriage, and all of a sudden you look at your spouse and think that they are they are an exact imposter that are out to seek you harm. You know that that that's interesting. That my. Uh, my wife's grandfather. We don't know if she exists. She exists, trust me. So we're not certain about the grandfather. Um, All right, now he's feeling, he's got a disorder. <laughs> right, right. He's looking at his elbow going, what is this? Well, it just felt like something was climbing on it. But, you on know, it? Yeah, on it. Um, my, Get down on it. <laughs> my, my wife's grandmother, it. actually, was onset uh, dementia. And we just thought, you know, she... This was before we were thinking in anything too much about it. But this incident set us convinced everybody. 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 Um, her husband had been out helping a family build a barn or, or something. They were Amish. I mean, he was only like 80 yeah, at they the were time. Amish. Yeah. And um, he comes home, and she met him in the living room with a skillet cast iron skillet and waylaid him upside the head because I bet she didn't think he was at the barn raising <laughs> she had no that's idea. happened to me and there wasn't no barn raising what you got involved, skillet right? skillet yeah. run yeah no she found she, out where she, i was <laughs> <laughs> she, she just legit you know had no idea who he was that that's when we realized there was a threat and boy was it a threat because before we could um, I say we like had a hand in it, right? It, this was their family. I was supporting it, of course, but uh, before, praying for him. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't think he's doing. Yeah. I'm gonna stay here and pray for, pray for him. <laughs> Good luck with that. Well, I, I I did offer, and we did offer Pop a place to stay, and because we were really the closest group that could handle, take care of him and his needs, and. Uh, and just provide him a safe spot. But uh, Pop, being the old school Nazarene gentleman that he was, he's like, nope, she can kill me if she wants to. <laughs> that, was, that was his take on it. But, I mean, bef- before we could, you know, get her the care that she needed, um, she met him at the door with knives. And, I mean, this stuff. This, it, this, was it just him? Or did she have these delusions with other folk? Um, because in this in this dynamic it would be one person right no this 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 was multiple folks i mean all right so she had to loot uh, she she had this dementia. this was alzheimer's yeah this yeah. this was Alzheimer's. one of the things i found really interesting about this this is they said pets i know and and of course what do i think of spice you know i'm i'm gonna go home and like who the fuck are you dog? that 27 year old dachshund <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wants to bite me <laughs> right oh, she, she's out to get me now comes off that pallet fast <laughs> 
I'm well, watching her. It, it'll take her a half hour to get off the damn pallet. But she's got a purpose now. <laughs> she does. She's going to tear the shit out of my big toe. She's looking at me funny with, out of that one good eye. the teeth she don't have. <laughs> right. All right, so next. this is it, These just keep getting weirder, people. Mm-hmm. This Brian Nodju is working on it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, That's it's good. good. It it's is good. good. Yeah, I, I, I take back what I said before because my palate was scalded by the by the Knob Creek 100. I still love me some Knob Creek 100, but if there's anything I've learned this evening, or it's actually reinforced this evening, when you're tasting bourbon for the first time, um, give it some time between comparisons. Yes. Because yeah, you got to let that palate settle down. You're, you're going to get some contamination from yeah. the previous, yep, the yep, previous yep. sip. Uh, so, alien hand syndrome. Oh, my God. Really? A rare, rare mental disorder experienced a a complete loss of control of a hand or limb. The uncontrollable limb often seems to take on a mind of its own and a will of its own and suffers. I can't, I I don't know. I can't, I can't read if you're doing that shit. And sufferers have reported their alien limb attempting to choke either themselves or others ripping clothing or scratching to the point of blood. So, what's this called again? Alien hand syndrome. So no fancy name. For no, that. no, not so much. No, we could call it AHS. We should make acronyms up of all oh, these. Oh, we could have a telethon. Right, AHS, AHS. We should do that. Yeah, we could. We could put a little little jar <laughs> over there at the five star the when five you go to the star. five star to get yeah. your morning biscuit, and, and just on you alone, I think we make some money. <laughs> Because you don't read the fuck what that fuck no, that jar is No, I just for. walk in there with money and throw it around. I don't know? want no change. That's all I am. I don't want no change. Here's no. my biscuit. I'm going to round up to the AHS jar. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, this is kind of wild, too. I mean, again, I think you're talking about some extreme psychological issues. Yeah, this this is this is uh, mental health issues. All right, I'm going to tell a story here. Uh-oh. Uh, because I used to work in social work back in the day, back when I was That's younger. Right. Yeah. And I worked with mentally handicapped, physically disabled adults. And uh, many of them had multiple diagnoses. And this is when I was 21, 22, 23, thereabouts. Didn't know anything about anything. Um, I've always had somewhat of a tender heart, and this was, I was kind of drawn to this, plus I needed a fucking job. <laughs> so we had people that, and back then they used the word retarded. And it was right. not a cuss word. It was not a politically incorrect word. They at times used, it was clinical. Right, you know, it, literally. Yeah. You would look at a chart and say profoundly mentally retarded, that yeah. kind of stuff. So, um, I had a lady that was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and I had never been around that before. But she was also diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. I will tell you what, you put those two together, you got an interesting person to be around. Several. So I was part of... One of my jobs were if somebody was going to have a behavior problem, they had trained me how to, to restrain them in a in a safe manner. So the the social worker was going to tell this lady, I'm going to call her Carolyn, was going to tell this lady that they had to go to Eastern State Hospital for some uh, tests. Mm-hmm. These uh, All of these people that I dealt with had been institutionalized at one point or another back when institutions didn't look the way they do now. Right. They had soldiers' wards. They were chained up in the basements, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When they heard Eastern State Hospital, that was not responded to in a good manner. Right. So this social worker asked me to be in the room with her. Now, Carolyn was an older lady, probably in her late 50s, um, very small in, in stature. And I, I was not scared of Carolyn. Right. You know. And uh, so she said, hey, Carolyn, uh, 
we're going to have to go to Eastern State Hospital. Now, Carolyn was on lithium, was on one of her medications. Lithium, if you drink, makes you want to drink to an excess. Mm-hmm. The more you drink, the more it, de- it decreases the, the, the power that the lithium the, that it's having on your system. So you'll be more symptomatic the more you drink, to the point to where Carolyn at times would drink out of the commode. Oh, wow. Because she had that much of a compulsion to drink. We had to end up putting blue dye in the commode. So if she came out with a blue mouth, we knew she was drinking out of the commode. Anyway, um, so I'm sitting there, and I'm just chilling. I'm by the door. I'm chilling, you know. And Carolyn goes, uh, can we? Can I have something to drink? And the social worker went, no, Carolyn, you can't. You've already eaten lunch. We're going to go on up there here in a minute. Well, I would really like something. And the social worker says, no, she'll, I want something to drink. <laughs> I'm not kidding you wow. on that voice. I sat straight up, and I may have pooped. <laughs> I could have had a full release. I don't know. <laughs> I had been around this stuff, uh, oh, by this point, two or three years. Right. I had seen a lot of shit. I had never heard that voice come out of that little old lady. And the social worker handled it without a snap. She goes, Carolyn, get your stuff together. We're going. She goes, okay. Went Whoa. back to that same voice. This is the freaky part. Oh, we yeah, that part wasn't freaky. That wasn't at all. freaky. No, oh, that's perfectly. This normal. is the freaky part. Here it comes. So I am I am set stone cold in this chair. I, at this point, I'm her bitch. I was scared <laughs> to death. I didn't know she had that voice in her. Right. She's walking out. She looks down at me and she starts singing "Jesus Loves Me" in the voice of a child. That's good. That's horror movie stuff right there. Oh Lord Jesus. And she knew at that point she had me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen some of this crazy-ass stuff to where there ain't no explanation for it. Now, the, what, what's interesting there, and, and this gets back a little bit, you know, if, if uh, for those of you who have listened through our entire catalog here, you remember me talking about some of the stuff in our religion series about some of the stuff I had encountered and, and all that. Oh, I thought it was demon possession. Well, that I'm, I'm not sure it isn't. I'm not sure it isn't. But I, whether it is or not, I think that's what it was called back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of a mental disorder, mm-hmm. where you have multiple diagnoses of personality disorders. Well, and, and, and I, I guess what I'm saying is, um, from my, my perspective from back in the day, and maybe my perspective now, those kinds of possessive disorders or possessive experiences manifest themselves as these mental disorders. But, you know, also very timely. Yeah. That was very timely. This well, was, but because... It was situational. Situation, it really fit the, the, the situation, is what I'm saying. Yeah, because if, 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 it, were a, if it were a mental disorder, if, if it were a, a, uh, an illness... Wouldn't that be a bit more chaotic than something that well organized? I don't know. I think the mind can work in pretty succinct manners. But what's driving the mind? Well, that, that, yeah, that's I, yeah, the point. I think that's probably a deeper discussion that we it can is. go into but with all of the bourbon that we've had in our. In our we haven't system. had that much. Uh, you're right. I haven't comparatively. Where we typically are at this point oh, in the evening. Oh my goodness, we're a bottle and a half in. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that Knob Creek was Lloyd, gone by and this Lloyd point. And Lloyd is drunk. Or, you know, on his diet Pepsi uh, from, diet Pe- Pe- from Penn Station. But uh, So the next one, all right, the, and, uh, and, the, the alien limb. And, and then, of course, there's Alex. 
the alien limb thing, um, the fact that it's not only that they don't recognize their limb, but it is causing themselves or others harm. And, and I wonder, I, and again, I didn't go into the weeds of these because I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if there's been court cases, um, you know, that have been wrapped around these to where I didn't commit murder, it was my hand. You know, so, and, uh, but I can see, or if you want to call bullshit on some disorders, call bullshit on these. Yeah. Especially this one. This, this one, yeah. Uh, but, I mean. <laughs> All right, I want to just, don't, don't wrestle with this one, because this next one's going to get you. Oh, we got another one. We get this last one. Thank God. Bon- he can't even start with a straight face. Bonathropy. <laughs> Bonafloppy. What? Bon- Sounds like a, something you fed. Bona thropy. Very rare, but very scary disorder. <laughs> he just wagged his finger at me. Bonathropy believes that they are cows. <laughs> I think I've seen videos about that. I think I went out with one of them. <laughs> Often going as far as to behave as such, sometimes those with bonathropy are even found in fields with cows walking on all fours, chewing grass, as if they were a true member of the herd. Those with bonathropy do not seem to realize that they what they are doing when they act out, like a cow. <laughs> Leading researchers to believe that this odd mental disorder is brought on by dreams or even hypnotism. Interestingly, the belief that bonathropy is even referred to in the Bible. Oh, Jesus. Wait, listen. As King Nebuchadnezzar, is described as being driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. Oh, brought the Bible into it. Brought the Bible into it. Wait a minute. We can just go on and do this. It was Old Testament. We don't believe in that unless we want to. <laughs> unless we're talking about knowing the ark and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And those Ten Commandments. And, and Moses. That we got to have in the court. That's right. Unless we're talking about them. We don't believe in Nebuchadnezzar going out there and eating grass as an oxen. I'm going to hell. There was one girl I saw at a buffet that I was thinking may have this bonathropy. <laughs> that is just, I just, no. No, no. Uh, you know. It's very scary. Alien. And very rare. It, it, I bet it is. I bet it is. Because no damn fool is going to do that. Unless they're a damn fool. I just, oh, come on. What's the percentage on that? Uh, we, I didn't do that with these. Okay, good. I, I, I didn't because these because are very rare. Because it's probably like 48%. They're, they're very rare, but very scary. Oh, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I've you know I've been to a lot of bonfire parties out in the woods where there's... Drum circles. Hippie, where, hippie naked drum circles. Where there's been all kinds of stuff passed and around in jars and on plates. a lot of filthy naked hippies. <laughs> but I ain't never been out grazing with the cattle in the morning. I've been in a lot of weird places, but I ain't never woke up grazing with the damn cat. But, you know, it's an interesting reference, and I like that they did that, that it dates back to possibly could be the Old Testament writings in which it was driven from men and did eat grass as an oxen. There is no other dynamic that to where you're going to be in a, in a field eating grass like an oxen. And, unless the Lord drove you to it. Oh, well, he's done some things. He's done some things. <laughs> yeah, at least you, things. you don't have to kill your son. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so in the grand scheme of things, I ain't Job. I'll eat some fucking grass. <laughs> or Abraham. <laughs> so, Goodness. But, but <laughs> whether you have bonathropy, uh-huh. OCD, 
PTSD. GAD. GAD, yep. Cotards. OPP, you know me. <laughs> All right, so so we, we're we making light now. We're well, making because light. we have to. We That's do. what we do. We do. We but do. any of these disorders, if you have them, they're not funny. Right. I it, mean, whether we think they're valid or not doesn't mount to a hill of beans. It don't mean shit. If you're, if you're out you're there in the field, if you that's have right. a cousin that's out in the field eating grass, you need to get that cousin help. That's right. That's or right. milk it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do with that cousin. I don't know what you do. Yeah, it's between you and your cousin. We all have a cousin or uncle that probably fits in some of these <laughs> true. odd ones. Got cotards or alien hand or, oh, or, or the... Mirror? Uh, yeah, the mirror. The yeah, mirror yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. If if we got a cousin or an uncle with a mirror problem, you know they got late night HBO. Oh. And they never leave the attic. That's true. That's true. That's true. So. Or or the basement, the bunker. Or the or the bunker. <laughs> or the bunker. Yeah. But uh well hopefully oh this God. has shed some light on some really legitimate uh, scary, um, very real. Yeah, very real disorders that can be crippling to families, individuals, and friends. Yes. Anyone around them. And could possibly become very dangerous, as we're seeing now with group violence. Yeah. Uh, it used to be back in the day, somebody go out and eat the end of a shotgun, and that'd be yeah. all they did. But now they go to a mall, they go to a bar, they go to and a church. They go to with them. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you see, and, and you know what, I, many times I call bullshit on what Root says, because <laughs> it's what I'm paid to do. Um, but... Um, if you see somebody in your community, if you see somebody in your circle, in your family, that's starting to show these symptoms, sit down and talk with them. I mean, you know, because yeah. you owe it to them, you owe it to yourself, and you owe it to the people around and their loved ones, to do some sort of intervention to make sure that this doesn't get to the point of where it is harmful. Yeah, there, there, there is absolutely no shame in looking out for your own family. And, you know, <clears throat> and sometimes it takes a hard conversation. It does take that. And so, you know, it, it, hell, you may always thought that, that cousin Joe, there was a little odd. So, well, he's out in the field <laughs> choking himself. You know, he, he, all I have to do is tap on the bucket and uh, he'll come right up. He should. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, you know, go find another family member that knows. Uncle Joe and have that cousin Joe, maybe, maybe both. Uncle cousin know. Joe. Uncle cousin Joe. Cook. Maybe yeah. you give him some Brian's knob juice. <laughs> no, let's not go wasting Brian's knob no, juice. Oh, I'm gonna tell you what's good. It's the Brian's knob juice is pretty damn fun. Oh. <laughs> but have those conversations. You know, check with the rest of the family. It could be just your perception. It could be right. But if it's not, then you know I've I've, I've said it before, as James points out. It's on us to look out for our families first. Especially in this regard. Especially in Especially this regard. Especially in this regard. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of these issues, particularly if, it, if it's just lightly presenting, these things are, are medically treated. You know, and, and that was one of the things back in my, in my former marriage. My Which ex one? Came, well, one of them. <laughs> I will pop you in your... My alien hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will reach up and grab your colon from your ass. <laughs> I, Some I will people pay I will for that. I will take a goose <laughs> as a glove. Anyway, uh, but I thought that was going to be one of these I, right? disorders. Uh, fear, of, fear of geese. Fear that's of me. Geese. Yeah, um, that's James. Um, but um, she looked at me at one point and she goes, "You know what? You may want to go talk to somebody." And I'm like, "Why?" And she's like, "Well, 
you're not behaving and handling things the way you used to. Mm. And we were getting ready to have twins. We were dealing with loss of sleep and stress and stuff from our son. And now we've got twins coming. And again, I did not want a catastrophic event to where I hurt someone or did something I could not take back. Right. To become the reason that I did a 180. Yeah. So I have always tried to be self-aware of what I'm doing. However, it's nice to be able to have someone around you that sees things differently because yeah. a lot of times we think we can maintain. Yeah. That no, this is not aware. That no one else is aware of this except for uh, us. Right. Right. But many times people and, are and, aware of it, and we're badass men. So by God, we can deal we can with handle all this, this shit. shit. We'll fix yeah. it. But yeah. sometimes you need a fucking pill. That's right. And it, that pill makes your day go by a whole lot better. And it's, there is no shame. None. Should be, a, uh, again, as that doctor told me years ago, you've done a great job. Good job. Life shouldn't be that hard. Let me help you out a little bit. Now, it doesn't mean that we're a proponent of a pill for everything. That's true. If you can't sleep a pill, you got to have a pill to wake up. you got to have a pill to poop. Oh, my God, I'm pooping too much. I need to take a pill. <laughs> We're not talking about that. And We're talking about if you sincerely need something, if there is a if there is a mechanism in place out there that you can take something to help alleviate your condition. My God, man, try take it. care of it. And yeah. if you do, keep on it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many sightings on this to where somebody had their shit leveled out, and they're like, "Oh shit, I can handle this now," and they go off of and it, then they and, go off, and then bad shit happens. Right. Yeah. So. Um, uh, if nothing else is going to be taken from this podcast, again, reach out to us on Facebook. Reach yeah. out to us on uh, slightlyuncomfortable.com. If you have questions about anything we've talked about, we'll be happy to address those. If you need help, we'll put you in, some, in touch with somebody that can help you. Yeah. We can't help you, but we can help you to find help. <clears throat> and and I, I think I can speak for James on this. Um, you need to be in a, more of a velvety baritone if you're going to speak for me. No, I have a velvety I, baritone. Yeah, but I don't. So. I know. If you're going to speak for me, you got to... Well, gotta just agree ch- or not. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot where we're going with that. <laughs> if if you reach out to us, the last concern you should have from us is we're going to reach out for law enforcement, call oh, cops Jesus, on you or anything no. like that. No. None of that shit's going to happen. Our our interest and one of the reasons we dealt... Delved? Delved. Yeah. Delved. That's close to a word. That's, yeah, well... Delved, Keep trying. Yeah, Okay. One of the reasons we did this show on this, on this topic is, is is to end up at this opportunity to say, let us help you if you got anything like this. Yeah, I mean, we love to have fun. We love to get up, get together and cut up and carry on. And, and, yeah. but, and that's what we did here. Yeah. But it, at no point did we hope that we made any light of any situation that any individual is going through. And, and all, of our, all of our poking fun at even these extreme rare things. You know, we, we made fun with the alien hand and the, and the cow people. You know, sometimes I wish I had an alien hand every once in a while, you know, in the night when uh, I'm by just, myself. Just, no, 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 no. I end up sleeping on it and get it just, to sleep just, just, don't, just shut up. Right, well, they don't need to hear this. Her <laughs> name's Cindy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is where we end up. Give us a little of Brian's knob juice, oh, and it's all off the rails. Brian's knob juice. <laughs> it's not Weller 12. It's not Weller 12. But it's knob juice. It's 